Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Today, we're chatting with my good friend, Kristen Strong. She writes at ChasingBlueSkies.net, and she's honestly one of the sweetest people that I've ever met. Once you listen to the interview and hear her talk, you're going to know exactly what I mean by that. Kristen is a military wife, and today we're going to be talking about community and what it's like to create community even in short periods of time because, you know, military wives and families just have to move around a lot. So I think there's so much that we can learn from Kristen and her experiences. She's also the mother of twins, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And I know you're just going to love what she has to share and the encouragement that she has for you. So if you want to get any of the show notes, head over to inspiredtoaction.com. Kristen is giving a little something away that she's going to mention at the end of the episode. So be sure to check out those show notes so you can grab that. And without any further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hey, Kristen, how are you today? I'm good, Kat. How are you? I am very good. It's nice and, well, you'll laugh at me. It's nice (laughs) and cool here in Texas today. I I don't actually know what the temperature is, but I'm wearing a a sweater. So that must mean it's like 70, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I was talking, I I did an interview with Sally Clarkson a couple days ago, and I said, what's the weather like there? Because, you know, she's right by you. Yeah, she's and up the road, yeah. Just sure. up the road. And and she was like, well, it's a high of 33 today. Oh, it, and that was two days ago. It was very cold. It was. Wow. <laughs> it was 75 and I was super excited about that cold temperature. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny here in Colorado. It's it's And we've lived in a lot of places and it seems like a lot of places believe that they have weather that turns quickly. We've I've never seen a place like Colorado. It will be 35, but then the next day it will be 60 or 65. So it's you 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 have to watch the weather every day to know what you're going to wear because it changes. <laughs> so it's a good state to be a weatherman in. <laughs> yes, it is a good state. You, you you must not get bored. I you know I would assume, but anyway, well, I'm happy to announce that it's actually 48 here right now. So that's like cold, right? That's cold. I I'd, I'd say Ish. so. I mean. You know, I grew up just north of you a little bit, and it um, that would have been I would have had on a good size coat then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I grew up in Chicago, or I lived there till grew up. I lived there till I was the ripe old age of seven, And, (laughs) and then my dad was a mailman, and one year his beard froze to his face mask, and he decided it was time to move to a cooler, cli- a warmer climate. So my grandparents had a summer home in South Texas. So we moved to Brownsville, where, which if you picture the state of Texas, Brownsville is where at the very, very, very bottom tip of Texas. Wow. wow and so, really? So that was quite the change. And I remember <laughs> when we moved down there, it would hit 50, and I, no joke, no joke. Saw children at the store in, or like at the mall or whatnot in 
full on snowsuits. I I do believe it because you know before we lived in Colorado we were in Hawaii and it would we had in some winters it would get down into the 50s actually and and it would the same thing like people are dragging out their like heavy coats they're <laughs> bundling up you know it was it you know when you're not used to it you're not used to it yeah. and so your blood thins I guess but <laughs> anyway that's fun so stuff. fun well you've lived <laughs> you've lived a lot of places you've done a lot of stuff for those of you who haven't met you yet. Um, I want you to tell us a little bit about you and um, your mom story. Really, it's kind of like your mom and wife story because who your husband is plays in a lot into probably how you mother and, and all that. So, um, sure. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Kristen. Well, um, I'm a military wife. My husband is in the Air Force. And so uh, we actually met at Oklahoma State University. Woo, go Cowboys. <laughs> and <laughs> we, um, he, he had actually been enlisted in the military before then. And so then we met. And when we met, he was it was in the reserves, and then um, he graduated from there, and, and he wanted to stay in the military. And so... I fell in love with him, so therefore I signed up too. <laughs> and uh, anyway, that's been kind of uh, my story since marrying him is we've moved every three-ish years. Um, a big contrast from the way I grew up because I grew up in Oklahoma um, in the same house. I went to the, you know, grew up in the same town, went to college about 40 miles away from where I grew up. So it, you know, a little bit of adjustment period there um, as a, as a new wife and whatnot. But the military life's been great, great to us overall. Um, um, And then, you know, just, I guess we were married four years when we had twins twin boys. And then four years later, we had our daughter. So I'm a mom to three and we live in Colorado Springs right now. Wow. So moving every three years, is that something that Mm -hmm. you, you get used to eventually or? Uh, Well, for for me, it it I I definitely have. Um, I didn't at the beginning. I did not like, you know, when I remember when we had our first assignment, you know, we had, you know, made friends. We um, felt like we had some good little community there. And then he came home and said we were moving. And my first question was, well, you know, just get out of it. (laughs) And and he's like, I don't think you still understand how this whole thing works. (laughs) I can't get out of it. So I definitely had a hard time at the beginning, you know, but, um, but for our whole family, we've all kind of learned that no matter um, how great it is where we've lived, um, wherever the Lord takes us next, we always end up um, just being better off eventually. It doesn't mean everything's easier. doesn't mean we don't have some hard times, but you know, we just always feel like as a family, we really grow together well and our faith grows and it's, you know, it ends up just working out well for us. So, so where all have you lived? I, you know, I haven't lived as many places as a lot of military wives, and especially if you're an army wife. Um, you know, they move much more frequently. I have lived, other than Oklahoma, I've lived in um, Ohio twice. Uh, we were there for two separate assignments and New Mexico and then Hawaii and Colorado. And then okay. my husband, before we were married. He's he had lived in England and Alabama and some other places, but um, that was BK before Kristen. So <laughs> England and Alabama, those are often mentioned in the same sentence. Same sense, aren't they though? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite place that you've lived or is that like, you know, picking children? Yeah, I know. Well, 
you know, Hawaii was really fun, but um, honestly, the, the probably in terms of overall experience, I would probably say Albuquerque. Now, Albuquerque mm. itself was very deserty, and I'm I'm not really a desert girl. I'm a I'm a you know, green loving deciduous tree <laughs> girl. <laughs> so it wasn't the prettiest place for, in my mind. I mean, it had beautiful desert sunsets. It had a lot of beauty going for it. It just um, was so different from anything I had been used to. But we made such a great community there that the, mm. the people just made it flourish. And I, and so I think that probably is what I would have expected to be my least favorite is probably my most favorite. <laughs> that's place. just a, a whole pile of wisdom right there. You know, that's <laughs> like know. A, that's a sermon or something right there. <laughs> oh well, well, thank you. It's it was because that was like this what I mentioned earlier when David came home and said we're going to Albuquerque. I was like, <laughs> you're going to Albuquerque, but <laughs> no. <laughs> so I, you know, just get out of Albuquerque, and <laughs> and he actually. Um, I don't know how he actually there was an opportunity to maybe switch with a job in Randolph Tech uh, Randolph Air Force Base, which is in Texas. Something happened, but then that fell through, and I was just crushed because I thought Texas sounded a whole lot better in my brain than. <laughs> but anyway, and but it worked out. God totally knew what He was doing. So yeah. So in the midst of all that moving, um, you became a mom to twins, no less. So did you become a mom to twins? When you were anywhere in your family, or did you guys just do that solo? Uh, well, obviously together. You know what I mean. Yeah, we pretty much did it solo. Um, wow. My mom did come up. My parents were there for actually were able to make it there for the birth, um, and we were in Ohio the first time when they were born. Um, they were able to be there, and then my mom stayed on a few days afterwards. But um, that was basically it. So, you know, we were solo in many ways. But you know, um, a neat thing about the military is, I'll, you know, a lot of them, a lot of folks in it are great at at helping out, and mm-hmm. you know, you kind of become each other's family away from family. And so, we didn't live on base at that time, but <laughs> we did have. We were kind of surrounded by different military families who had, you know, who knew that. Well, they just brought me meals. You know, they would babysit if I needed it. You know, it was a really, really great group of group of people. So, as a military wife, do you kind of like warp speed community when you totally. arrive somewhere? Yeah. Totally. It's it's like, hi, you know, my name's Kristen. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? <laughs> that's, that's exactly how it is. <laughs> how, so, so for like a mom that maybe has recently moved somewhere or, yeah. um, or just has been somewhere for a while and hasn't figured out the whole community thing, how do you warp speed community? Is it just about being vulnerable and brave or what well, do you do? I- I think so. Um, and I, I think it's the, the, what made the difference for me is just, just being, like you said, being vulnerable enough and brave enough. And I guess even humble enough Mm. to just make the first move, um, you know, to, to just walk up to them and introduce yourself and say hi and, you know, invite them over for dinner or, you know, ask if you're, you know, they, you want to meet at a play date meet at the park for a play date or with the kids or, or what have you, that's kind of made the biggest difference in my life. And sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you don't click with people, but just not being afraid to just be the first one to, to initiate a conversation and then therefore a relationship. I guess, cause you kind of, you know that you're only going to be somewhere probably for about three years. 
and you have a small window in which to make friendships. And so it sort of forces you to right. make those. Right. Well, th- that's exactly it. You just don't have a lot of time for that whole warming up period. Right. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so skip the small talk and move right to the to the heart of the deal. <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's so probably kind of bittersweet because you're learning, you know, things that most women need to know that live in one place. But you don't get to, I mean, has technology helped you to keep those friendships or how does that, how does that work? You're moving every three years. Do you stay in touch with those people or? Um, I do. A lot of them I do. And, um, you know, it used to be, I would, I felt like I was able to talk on the phone, phone more often with them. I feel like that's harder now. And I don't know if that's just because my kids are growing and we are, um, kind of, you know, in and out of the house more often than we used to be. Or if with social media, you know, we're Facebooking all the time. And, you know, that has, that's certainly the case now. Uh, or, you know, texting and whatnot. I, I feel like I don't have the phone time that I used to um, talking with friends. But yeah, several of them, we can, um, we can get together. And it has as if we just, you know, we're together the day before, mm-hmm. you know, we just kind of pick right back up. Um, so, so that is a neat thing. And in fact, several of them, in fact, that Albuquerque community I was talking about, um, we get together, um, once a year or so. And, you know, we just pick a, pick a place, usually, um, you know, uh, take advantage of off season deals because it's usually in the winter. <laughs> and so, <laughs> or, um, like my husband's family has a lake house. And so we, or we'll go there because it's free and, um, you know, just hang out. So we, we do tr- try to make that happen, you know, once a year, sometimes not everybody can make it, you know, we had some, some have babies or, you know, um, husbands are deployed or whatever, and it just doesn't work out. But, but that is something we try to, um, try to maintain so that we do keep those connections strong in spite of miles between us. Wow. So as, as a whole family, everybody gets together or just the wives? Um, well, we have as a whole family together, but just the wives pretty okay. much. Um, and the husbands have done a couple of things together. Um, but we have, like when my husband turned 40, we had a giant, we had a big surprise party for him and all those friends or several of them, not all of them, but several of them flew in and, um, you know, literally like he walked into a restaurant and there they all were kids, husbands, wives, everybody. <laughs> so, wow. So that was such, I mean, that's just such a highlight, um, really of my life. That was just so fun, but, um, fun to surprise him like that. But yeah, so it kind of takes on different shapes, I guess, depending on, you know, just the season we're all in. Mm-hmm. Well, as a mom, how have you walked your kids through all these changes? Cause I'm, you know, I remember moving when I was seven and it was traumatic, you know, we're moving to Texas. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this before, you know, we're moving to Texas. So I fully expected to get a horse. Um, <laughs> I love it. You know, and so then I was so disappointed when we moved into a regular suburban neighborhood. I was like, what's this? Where's my horse? Where's my ranch? Where's my gun? And, and you know, and you just had these expectations and I was so sad about leaving. I remember, I specifically remember um, like the show Cheers was really popular. Yes, and I may have been a, a tad melancholy as a child because every time I would hear that song uh, and it, the words went something like, you want to go where everybody knows your name. I would always be like so melodramatic that nobody knows my name here in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, but that is true. I mean, it was true. And when you're seven, that's kind of your whole world, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big deal when you're grow- a grown up and understand it more, let alone when you're a, a small kid. Um, 
I, you know, I think one of, I'm sure we've done several things wrong (laughs) with helping our kids cope with change, but one thing I think we've done right is just sort of make a space for them to handle it the way they need to handle it and Mm -hmm. to give them the grace to handle it their own way. Because two of my three are very good about uh, verbally saying what they're feeling and the hard times they're going through or the what they're struggling with and and whatnot but I have one that isn't as as um, likely to do that and he'll he'll just sort of be ornery to the rest of us <laughs> so you know he processes all that a whole different way and you know whereas normally I might you know be ready to uh, you know come down on him pretty hard for that I there's a little bit of you know, wiggle room there. Not that we, you know, allow, you know, ugliness or anything like that. But, you know, you just know when you know the reason why it's happening, then, you know, you can kind of frame the way you talk about it and discipline them a little bit differently. Mm, That's good. So do they usually get upset when they know that they're moving or is it something that they've gotten accustomed to as well? You know, I think they've... um, They've gotten accustomed to it, and some places they're kind of happy to leave. Um, mm. They were they were kind of happy to leave Hawaii because they we were moving to this when we, were, we knew we were moving to Colorado Springs, and they actually had friends here already oh. that had kind of circled back around. So they were very excited about that. Um, and Hawaii was fun. We had a great time in many ways, but sometimes you know they they would say they still felt like an outsider at school, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more. So so they were okay with moving from there even though, you know, we miss the beach still. Right. But, yeah, or just or just water period. There's not much water in Colorado, <laughs> in spite of it being named Colorado Springs. <laughs> but anyway, um but yeah, so sometimes it's, you know, they've been excited to move, but then yeah, sometimes it's been lots of tears and lots of um, you know, just making opportunities for them to still be able to call their old friends and and uh, do, of course, now I have two teenagers, they do Google chats with friends that have moved or uh, friends they've moved away from. So, you know, that I think kind of helps. Mm, that's great. That is what a blessing for your kids to be in an age where they can see face to face their friends anywhere in the world. I know it, right? My gosh, totally, totally. That's so great. Yeah, last night we um, Skyped with my sister and brother-in-law and my little niece, and it's just like we're in the same room. It was so, I mean, not I like, not that I've never Skyped with them, because it sound like it was amazing. <laughs> I've never seen it before. Um, People through the screen. <laughs> but That's it was awesome. just, you know, it's just something where we, we always say we're going to do this. We haven't done it yet, but we're planning on having like a double date sometime where we play a game and we'll like set up matching game boards on our table and play a game oh, together. Okay, that's brilliant. But we I haven't done it yet. Suggest that because I, I know my two sisters. I have one sister that lives in in Texas and uh, uh, around Dallas, and then another one that's in Oklahoma. And that's a great idea because we'll Facetime and stuff. And you're right. I love being able to see my nieces and nephews mm-hmm. that way. Um, um, you know, because of modern technology. I know. So for those listening, you mentioned you have teenagers. How old is your daughter? My daughter's is she... 10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She's 10 and the boys, both my sons are 14. So how have you navigated those teenage waters? How's that going? Any advice for moms on the verge? You know what? I, I don't know. I hesitate to say this because I'm sure it'll bite me in the hiney because <laughs> they're, they're still early teenagers. <laughs> we have a lot of teen years to go. 
But I love the teenage years, and I did not think I would because, um, well, I don't know if this happened to you, Kat, but you know, if you, were you ever in the grocery store at Target and your kids are acting up and some woman comes up and says, well, you just wait until they're teenagers yes. because, and I thought, oh my gosh, the teenage, I, I dreaded them. The teenage years are going to be awful. We, I just adore them. I mean, mm. the, I don't know. Um, my, I don't know. It's just that I feel like they're fun. You know, you're able to, first of all, you're able to be a little more independent. If I want to sleep in on Saturday morning, I can, and mm-hmm. nobody is burning the house down. <laughs> and, and, but they're, they're just fun. Um, so I don't, I guess that would be a bit of encouragement I'd offer to moms of little ones that maybe don't dread the teenagers like I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, maybe it'll be different when my daughter's a teenager, but, <laughs> but, but my sons, it's just, I just feel like it's a real thriving time for them. And I feel like we have a good, good relationship there. Um, I mean, it's not perfect by any stretch. And there's, um, you know, there's, um, we, you know, we, we will butt heads and um, tango over different stuff. But it's, I guess I just had it so built up in my head that it was just going to be nonstop horror. <laughs> <laughs> I've been pleasantly surprised that it's not. <laughs> You know, I, I wonder, um, every mom that I've talked to uh, that, you know, is interested in being a great mom and growing as a mom and is focused on the role of motherhood has said that about the teenage years. And so, really? uh huh. I mean, I, you know, and, and obviously most of my friends are more on the beginning end of the teenage years rather than completely through it. But, um, you know, I wonder if those all those teenage horror stories are not as likely for people who are listening to a podcast like this, trying to learn to be a great mom and trying to stay inspired right. as a mom. And like, uh, so when I was talking to Sally Clarkson the other day, um, she just said about how one of the biggest things that we can do as moms is just FaceTime with our kids, just not being distracted, saying, how are you? Do you know that I value you and I want to know what your, you know, your hopes and yes. your dreams are and just staying, staying connected with your kids and not just letting be something in our peripheral that, you know, we yes. happen to give birth to. Um, but when we're connected with our kids, the teenage years, I have no idea yet, but are probably something not quite as fearful as we hear. I think you're exactly right. And I think Sally had a good point there is um, um, because sometimes I think it's easy because they are more independent and you don't have to watch them for, you know, the sake of their life <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so much. I think it might be easy to just sort of uh, keep them in the peripheral and uh, kind of tune them out, not give them eye contact, you know, um, but if you can kind of, um, you know, even if you're doing something at the computer and they come in the room to swivel your chair around and look at them when they talk at you so that they know they have your attention. And I know, um, I will often tell my kids, especially before they go to sleep that, um, you know, that if, God had let me pick any of the boys or any of the girls um, in all the world and said I could have them, that I would still pick you. You're the Mm -hmm. best for our family and you're such a treasure. And whose child are you? You are God's child and you are our child. And we are so thankful that you're in our family. So, but I'm, you know, my love language is words of affirmation. (laughs) There's a lot of, so it's very easy for me to give words of affirmation Mm -hmm. to. It's, you know, it's harder for me to do some of the other 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 love languages probably I don't do that as well as I should but um, I don't know hopefully that has helped um, you know just give us a 
give us a good foundation for the beginning of these teen years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. What a fun thing for them to hear every night before they go to bed, you know, that encouragement and that really kind of vision of who they are and yeah. the place that they have in your family. I love that. Well, thank you, Kat. I, I hope it I hope it sticks. Another thing we like to tell them too is that, you know, we are proud of them, but we're not proud of them because of, you know, what they accomplish. Um, but we're proud of them because Jesus is alive and well inside them and we see that coming out you know, in various ways. And um I don't know, just giving a little deposits to their little hearts because the world, you know, likes to only withdraw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a military mom, what encouragement would you give to other military moms that might be listening? Oh, well, I would just tell them, first of all, that I think they're heroes. I think they're every bit of heroes as their active duty um, spouses. And um, what they do, um, you know, it can just start to feel routine after a while in terms of, oh, yep, we're moving or, you know, yep got to call and make appointments with new pediatricians and find out who the best new dentist would be in our area, blah, blah, blah. But that's really a huge, um, just a huge achievement to do as often as they do it, to to deal with the change that's thrown at them as often as they have to. And that um, just know that whatever, wherever they are and whatever corner of this planet they are in, that um, God, not Uncle Sam, has divinely purposed them to be there, and they are there on purpose and for a purpose, and, you know, he just, um, his heart is to see them thrive wherever they are, and um, and to just know in their heart of hearts that what they're doing really matters and is really um, vital to um, our, not, not just, you know, the patriotic aspect of our country, but just to, um, the kingdom work. And I'm just, just, they're, they're just some of my favorite women ever. I just adore military wives. They're, they're just heroes. They just are. Wow. I honestly, I never even thought about how military moms and wives have to find a new dentist. I mean, just that, that just, that just kind of blows my mind because it opens up all the minutia of things that they need to do every single time they move. It's not just yeah. making friends and not just getting your kids used to a new place, which is all massive in and of itself, but it's, you know, finding the bug people for, yes. you know, to spray <laughs> yes. your hat. I mean, all those little things. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Definitely yeah. heroes. That's right. That's right. For sure. So good. Uh, Well, Kristen, uh, our time is about up sadness, but I know everybody wants to stay connected with you. Where can they find you online? And um, I I hear you have something new coming out and that they might be able to get a little bit more of your wonderful words of affirmation from. Can you tell (laughs) us a little bit about where to find you and this new thing you have coming out? Oh, thank you, Kat. Well, yes, they can find me at chasingblueskies.net. That is my blog. And I'm also one of the monthly contributors at Encourage. And that's um, I-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E dot me dot M-E. Um, but yeah, I, well, and we were talking about military uh, wives, um, but I, I already have an ebook out called Serving You, 31 Days of Encouragement for the Military Wife. And um, that is available on Amazon. But if you subscribe to my blog, you can get the first three chapters for free and just to see if that's something, you know, you're interested in. But that information is at 
the blog, Chasing Blue Skies. Um, and then I'm really, really, really soon coming out with a, a brand new ebook that will be free for all subscribers. And, um, and um, that will, well, I kind of want to leave a little suspense for it, but it is, <laughs> it's coming out very soon. And I think it'll be a topic that interests everybody, um, every woman. It deals with something that all women, I think, struggle with on, on some level or have struggled with. So um, that will be coming out very soon. And if you subscribe to my blog, um, you will definitely um, get that for free and um, find out more about it then. Awesome. And are you on social media? Oh, yes, ma'am. Um, I have, I'm on Twitter and that's at, um, at Kristen and then underscore strong. And then I'm also on Facebook at, um, facebook.com slash chasing blue skies. So that's where you can find me, find me there. I'm on Instagram too, which is my name there is just, it's just my regular name, no underscore. So it's just Kristen strong. And that was available when you went to get it. That's Nice. I know. I'm I'm kind of shocked because I was kind of late to get on the Instagram um, roller coaster there. But um, yeah, so anyway, that was nice. If I could only get it to be the same on Twitter, that'd be double nice. But somebody has that one. So yeah, I'm often jealous of Tish because <laughs> to, for those of you who don't know, Tish Oxenrider yeah. from SimpleMom.net, you know, her, I think her Twitter handle, she changed it recently. It's now just Tish, Tish. because yeah. nobody else has that. And I'm like, that's so handy. You get like a hundred million more characters to tweet with yes. because it's just three letters. Yes, I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. That's where the unusual name's a blessing. <laughs> yes. Especially when it's so short. Yes. yes. Sure. Her, her mother must have been thinking of social media. <laughs> definitely (laughs) well Kristen it has been wonderful chatting with you thank you so much for joining us today and I hope you have a fantastic Colorado day oh and may you have a wonderful Texas day I love (laughs) Texas I love it so thank you Kat this has been awesome I just adore you well thank you I love chatting with you guys go check out um, Kristen online at her blog or on social media all of those links will be in the show notes. So thanks so much, Kristen. We will talk to you later. Sounds great. Bye. Bye. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. 
gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercy. May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk in His way by His Spirit with each breath that I take. It's feeling like a good day. 